Joseph Borenstein, Cameron Flores, Whitney White, Alberto Traub, Alice Hathaway, Chet Ferraro Marks, Stefan College, Sergio Witherspoon, Rebecca Dublin, Davis Mark, Lauren Williams Winsworth, Don Malls, Volley Velasquez, Nikita Dix, Fukushima Horace Belts, Eddie Peoples, Clarice Moose, Thompson Homer, Piers Cult, Sergey Bordimer, Mia Hughes, Corey Mohammed Levi, Pierce Dolak, Evan Otrotsky. What's up? Glim Fitchin. Not uh, bad. Cork Manpie. Mm. Tammy Smant. <laughs> Boris Flurch. <laughs> you know how. Millhouse Whitney. <laughs> Calbera Holmes. Sebastian Haney. Geneva Sanchez Benichon. Nancy Kittercats. Martinez Zanchata. Cork Pump Page. Dylan Jefferson. Jameson Corkle. Oh Omar Marcus. Rich Slancard. Milo Schwartz. Tasha Scores. Soske Waters. Antonio Parkhill. Evan LeBlanc. Petrie Raphael Luke. Ronaldo Nunez. Christian Delago. Punch Ash Stample. Ash Collect. Dick Large Huge. Gerald Drimphanol. Gwyn Circa. Randy Arnold. Orton. <laughs> you, you know how uh, they say that a comedian can be funny if just by reading the phone book, you know he's a good comedian? God damn it. <laughs> He's basically reading the fucking phone book. This right is now. the worst phone book I've ever experienced. Arnold Brazil, Wong Lopez, Montego Bethesda, <laughs> KG Pack, Hinsley Blooper, Louis Farouk, Charles Bay, what the shit? Wilson Triggers, Carl Martz, Skylar Tibby, Chelsea Hambler. Michael Marmalade, Shawnee Pavlov, Caleb Harris, what? Molinas Dorado. It did that thing. It did that thing where it circled back around to being funny again. Zachary Legion, Carson Hugo, Milan Carmichael, Watson Ottawa Wadsworth, Dana Tyke, Carl's Wallace Schumeister. Erickson Tosh, Kagome Winkler, Ben <laughs> Sandberg, Boxer De La Hoya, Fritz Cornmill, Curico Granger, Maria Brenner, Jeremy Taff, Tits Tyson, Jim Torch, Bryce Rudy, Salem Norman, Mikey Alwinkis, Malik Hunter, Juan Pope, Allison Obeil, Boris Victor, Isaac Reyes, Angela Nakamura, Efren Miles, Walter Zhang, Julia Ruperts, Alex Stacys, Garth Strumpley, Kelly Kimberflu, <laughs> Jam Strumple, Braun Strowman, God damn it. Eddie Fuckpants Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Lena Lexley. Corey Norris House. Andy Dowry. Gabriel Cassio. Smithers Bolton Smith. If at any point you've ever wondered if I've lost control of my life. Yeah. This, you're hearing it now. Conrad Batista. Fernando Nurt. <laughs> Don't die. Don't die, Alan. I've got one more. I've got one more. Okay. All right. Hap Warner. God damn. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, good. It worked. 
That was the that whole thing was the code to get the foundation doors to open. <laughs> I, uh, Kayla, I'm sorry you got fired. It's okay. I got a I got a better job and I got to keep my SCP. So. Oh yeah, you got to keep the pig, goat, lamb, uh, dog, jackrabbit as my pet slash for a child. Yes. Yep. She's finally housebroken. That helps. Hey, guys, welcome to Undercooked Analysis. Once again, your agents infiltrating the depths of the Foundation and looking great while doing it. I'm your host, David King. With me over here on my actual Jennifer right... Testley. <laughs> we, we, we broke the code. It's okay. You don't have to read anymore. Ronaldo Paul. Oh, he's going to be on this for a while. Uh, Hi, I am Kayla Berry. I'm actually back on uh, UCA. It's been a while. It has been a little while. It's good to have you back. Thanks. The guy reading the names is my good friend and co-host. Ronaldo Tesley. <laughs> Hi, Ronaldo. How you doing? Maria Monteria Wait. Monta. No, I get what's going on here. This is actually an SCP. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we, has this one been classified yet? It just looks like one of your good friends, and he just lists off random names. <laughs> we need to find Dead Palette. Yeah, okay, he's got to be around here somewhere. Um, Bork Stanley. <laughs> we got to get this done or whatever. Oh, my God. If we laugh okay. too much, the security's gonna find us. Okay, um... We need, okay, where's... Okay, uh... Kayla, you Jason, show the old directory, Jason, Black right? Twitter, yeah. Fleming. Shit, okay, uh, uh, <laughs> uh... We gotta do something. Okay, well, uh, while, we, while I'm looking, uh, let's, uh, introduce the other co-host. Oh, yeah, Alan's here, too. Josh Waters. <laughs> Harpo Klugman. No, he's been replaced, too! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that one that one I didn't write out. That one was straight off the dome. Okay, I, I know what I'll I know what I'll call Guys, they're closing in. Oh god. Holy <laughs> get to the next room. Get to the next go, room. Go, 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 go. You were what were you gonna say? I know what can get uh Dead Palette to uh actually join us. We're reading an SCP that has a picture of a dildo. Valerie Dildo. <laughs> a dragon dildo. Alright. We're going to start out with SCP-297. Uh, this was suggested... Uh, our, one of our contacts from within the Foundation, a, a username 159, you know, prefers to only go by username 159, uh, sent us this one to investigate. Malik Angry Dragon Ali. <laughs> Oh, except the instructions were here's an SVP to here's an SCP to read the next time any of the girls from the Witching Hour are on SCP two ninety seven Steely Dan. Oh dang it. Uh well, um I'm a girl. That's true, and you have been on the Witching Hour. So I sorta count. Does that work? Yeah, okay. I'll accept I'll it. I'll count it. Sorry, username, but we were just gonna have to deal with the us normal schmoes. Uh, and by the Beatrix way, we're, gonna... Maddox. <laughs> we're trying to do credit where credit is due. So, uh, well, let's just read it first and then I will note the person who archived it. Uh, who would like to read this? Uh, Daniel I'll... Petonium. I'll do it. Cause it... Hopefully we can crack this um, on dead palette before okay. this is over. Item number SCP-297. Object class safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-297 is to be kept in a standard lockbox at Site-19's high-value item storage facility. Standard positive action defenses, explosive, chemical, biological, and mimetic, are to be in place at all times according to standard operating procedure. Personnel wishing to utilize SCP-297 for experimental or field purposes must <laughs> fill out a Form 32 and submit it to the Head of Research and Containment. <laughs> Oh, the picture is wonderful. Um, SCP-297 is a transparent plastic vibrator, approximately 30 centimeters in length, 5 centimeters in width. Uh, what is a uh, vibrator? 
Really? I, this isn't Dead Palette. Yeah. We know this isn't Dead Palette, because he would know. Um... <laughs> This, I mean, this show is going to be explicit, explicit, right? Of course. Okay. It's, a, it's undercooked a, analysis. A vibrator is in the shape of a penis that a woman puts into her mm, vagina. Why? 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 Why is it in the why shape? Why would they do that? So it can be used for uh, for pleasure in case... Um, in case another... a woman comes down with hysteria. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now I get it. is the newest, the newest device to cool to cool down your dame. <laughs> <laughs> to cool down your dame's cooter. Okay, so uh, dame cooter. <laughs> dame cooter. Oh no, it's affecting us too. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, I just, I actually had to look this up. Thirty because I am American and don't know centimeters. Thirty centimeters is about eleven inches long oh wow and uh five centimeters is about two inches wide uh jesus um examine- it may seem like nothing in the world is going to calm down your lady but the only words that will calm her down are <laughs> <laughs> examination has determined that the internal structure has been heavily altered and that the standard six v power supply has been converted into what appears to be a microdized nuclear reactor powered by a small quantity of plutonium. Oh shit, it's a nuclear vibrator. What? In addition, the standard power... I used to play bass for nuclear vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's working. We're breaking the conditioning. Yeah. Cord Liberec. There's There's gonna be side effects, but, you know. In addition, the power slash intensity controls have been altered from the normal on-off switch with the secondary intensity dial to single five-stage selector switch. The bottom four intensity levels on, or sorry, off, low, medium, high appear to be within normal parameters for such a device and can be used safely for such purposes if so desired. When turned to the highest setting labeled suicide, oh shit, SCP-297's vibration frequency swiftly increases to upwards of 2,000 kilohertz. 200,000 kilohertz. Oh, 200,000. I can't read numbers, apparently. That's all right. If the upper portion of the device is touched to any solid material, SCP-297 will change in frequency to one that causes positive harmonic... Er, Harmonic feedback loop in the object, causing the object to lose cohesion within 60 seconds of continual contact. This invariably kills organisms that it is exposed to. It's it's like um, you put the you put the vibrator in and then turn it on, and uh, the woman turns into like an animation from Akira. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! If, no! <laughs> if if one of you artists out there. Wanted to draw a woman putting a vibrator in her vagina and her skull exploding. Oh my we would appreciate that. I don't know if I would, but uh, you can slide into their DMs. Apparently, it's like safe, but then it's a nuke. <laughs> but like you've turned it up to suicide. Well, it, it's safe in that it, the containment parameters for it are fairly simple. Just don't turn the fucking thing on. Experimentation has determined that SCP-297 can disintegrate one meter cube of concrete into powder within 10 seconds. Oh, so it has other uses. The time required for other objects varies based on the density and um, harmonic uh, harmonic properties of the material. Am I saying that wrong? You're saying it right. Okay. So basically it's like... You you pulled out a vibe. It's like, oh no, we can't... We're, we're stuck in this uh, trapped... Room. There's no windows and no doors. Okay, I know what to do. A vibrator? What the fuck's gonna vibrate? <laughs> Harmon Sabian. <laughs> Addendum. Circumstances of retrieval. SCP-297 was retrieved from the third basement of the parking structure of a 30-story apartment building in Los Angeles on blank-blank-blank. According to eyewitnesses, the device... Board? It bo- like, boring. boring. Oh, oh, okay. Board a vertical hole through an entire building's northwestern corner from the 30th floor proceeding floor by floor through the entire structure. <laughs> it's a <laughs> traveling vibrator. What, what do they call that? Like, uh, the China scenario? Uh, mm. like, oh, like, did... 
like you well, know, when whole, like when like, you when you have a nuclear meltdown that could like theoretically melt through to China. Oh, China syndrome. I think so. Chinaman syndrome. I w- I was just gonna say that, but I'm like I I kind of was hoping Alan would. China Melville. <laughs> no. Um, Alan didn't say it this time, and he's never gonna say it again. <laughs> Until a maintenance worker neutralized the device by turning it off. All witnesses were detained and administered Class A amnesia, uh, amnestic, amnestics. Amnestics. That's a word. It's a in the SCP universe. It is. Okay. Corker amnestics. <laughs> And the, retrie- the, the device was retrieved by Foundation personnel. A large quantity of organic slurry, slurry later identified as liquefied human being, oh, was found on the 13th floor at the upper limit of the damage. So someone turned, the first time this was discovered, someone was using it, died, and then the, the, tildo, the, the, the vibrator just kept going. Yeah. Man, that is totally redefining what it means to be a squirter. Yeah. Oh boy. So, who's the writer for this? Um. All right. Uh, the the uh, this was submitted by Doctor Clef. According to what I'm seeing. Yeah, this is a good little story. I yeah, liked it. I do too. It was fun. Oh boy. <laughs> this is what Agent Beatrix Maddox demonstrates the safe way to handle SCP-297. <laughs> Beatrix Maddox. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do have another. Uh, our patrons have asked us to look into another SCP. Um, so I think it should be. We're still in the low, like, 1000s. There's one I wanted to uh, pull up for you guys, but I think we should probably head <clears throat> to the next one in the docket. Uh, this. The codes to access this one were sent to me by. Uh, a user going only Hugo by... Constantine. <laughs> That's uh, rabid radio, uh, radioactive raccoons. Real name, Shirley Orson. Grant <laughs> uh, also... Fidgeman. <laughs> Basically, Shirley said... If you ever decide to break into the Foundation again, please check out SCP-943. I was the original author, under the name Emissary666, but it got downvoted to death and was rewritten by the very awesome Pure Question. Okay. So, there's been some tampering with this one. Mm-hmm. You said 943? 940, my, I'm sorry, 946. Okay, just making sure. Wait. <clears throat> Wait, he write he writes. I'm sorry. They write 943, but the link I was given was 946. But I see pure question listed on there, so I think it's okay. Go to two, just to make sure. Uh, nine. Go this, just go, go to 943. No, no, no. Uh, go down, page two. Oh, page two of editing yeah. history. Yeah. Surely they couldn't have messed this up. Surely. Yeah, it's because it's saying it was submitted by pure question. Don't call me Shirley. Surely. Cruntly. <laughs> uh, who would like to Eugene read... Eugene Euclid. <laughs> who would like to read 946? <laughs> um, Robbie Tessmeyer would. I'll Alan! read it. Alan! Yeah, I was just gonna... <clears throat> SCP-946. Item number, SCP-946. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures... SCP-946 is to be kept in the center of a 5M by 5M by 5M windowless soundproof containment chamber. I know it's meters. Fuck you. (laughs) Five monsieur by five monsieur by five monsieur. The only light source in the room is to be a single spotlight situated directly above SCP-946. Cameras and audio recording devices monitor SCP-946 at all times. To ensure all devices, oh, to ensure all SCP-946 activity is recorded, a minimum of one skilled debater is to remain on call at all times. <laughs> Everyone, I'm nope. not even going to say the nope. joke. 
Everyone just get it out of the way in your you, mind. You mean like a master debater? Nope, nope. We're God not saying damn it. We're not saying it out loud. I'm technically, every- you know, I'm about to get my master's in communications. I'll soon be a master debater. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Is to remain on call at all times. I'm proud of you too, by the way. Thank you. Anyone, anyone who observes you, the you and you and your Steely Dan. Yes, Steely Dan. Dan, <laughs> Dan Steely, Ron Steelman. Anyone who observes a debate between SCP-9461 and SCP-9462, where classified Foundation information is revealed for which they do not have the clearance, is to be administered Class A amnesiacs. Description. Stella Steelerson. Description. SCP-946 is a wooden table with two accompanying chairs. At unpredictable intervals, ranging from two to four times per week, two men will appear, designated SCP-9461 and SCP-9462, taking the two seats. One and two will then have a civil argument or debate about a random subject. The the topic of these arguments is varied from existential concepts to trivial and mundane subjects. In some circumstances, these debates have focused on a hypothetical event and the merits of its occurrence. In these cases... The outcome of the argument manifests itself in reality. (laughs) At any time during the debate, an outside observer may join the debate with a new chair appearing at the table and the dimensions of the table altering to fit all parties. Should any of the the guests make an ad hominem argument or make an intentionally false or misleading statement, 946-1 will criticize them. (laughs) If they continue... 9461 will state that they are no longer welcome in the debate, at which point their chair will disappear. And they will fall on their ass? (laughs) That's amazing. Any further attempts for this subject to communicate? Yeah, apparently they just do fall on their ass. Literally pull the chair out from under them, basically. (laughs) Any further attempts for the subject to communicate with one or two will be ignored. That's... So that's, I think it's always weird that they have these really impersonal ways of describing stuff like SCP-946-1. I mean, can we call these people who they are? Cheers. Melanie, Melanie Derby <laughs> and Georgia Lester. God damn you. <laughs> is, this gonna, is this episode going to be called like The Directory or uh, Dead Palette? <laughs> the Directory. Dead Palette Won't Shut Up. Dead Palace Directory. Yes. <laughs> oh, the DPD. The DPD. The DPD, yeah. Welcome to the DPD. <laughs> Welcome to the DPD Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just names. <laughs> it's just names. Forever and ever. It's just generic stock looking photos of a white guy and a white woman, and that's and they all have <laughs> names labeled. And they're all the same white guy and white woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Following incident 946-blank, see addendum 2, it has become clear that SCP-9461 and 9462 appear to possess omniscience, or at minimum, any knowledge that may be relevant to the discussion. 9461 and 9462 appear physically to be normal humans. 9461 is a tall black man with short gray hair and a long beard who is referred to as Harmon. 9462 is a thin, bald white man who is referred to as Garcian. When arguing... Mm. Harmon Garcian. That's weird, because those are two names from Killer7, which is one of my favorite video games. Yeah. Wait, really? No, no, I got it. Yeah. Um, and those two ca- and those two characters engage in debates in the game. Wait a minute. What? That's like an important thing. And now they exist in real life in this universe? Uh, whoever created the guy who created this probably did that intentionally based off the game. As in Harmon Smith and yeah, Garcian Smith. Smith. Yeah. When arguing both men seem capable of creating three-dimensional images and summoning small objects as a means of simulating events or providing information. It's like that um, 
a musical instrument that um, uh, Fry plays in Futurama. Yep. The holophone. The holophone. Holla holophone. Holla holla. Tag team match player. Um... <laughs> Garcian, Harmon, I know you guys don't get along, but you better start getting along because you're going to be in a tag team match with three count tonight. <laughs> Against the Undertaker. Dun dun dun. Oh, yeah. Teddy Long. Um, seven twenty four redacted. See, ins- this is addendum one, by the way. Um, see, incident report nine four six twelve. SCP nine four six one and nine four six two requested that SCP nine four six never be exposed to multiple light sources during one of their debates. In the event that it is exposed to multiple light sources, all but one light source will fail. It is unknown how SCP-946 achieves the selective nature of this effect. Prior to this request, 946 did not exhibit this behavior. Upon questioning, 9462 explained that a debate had led to the conclusion that a single light source improves the mood. Is that reminiscent of the style of Killer7? Um, not directly, but... Uh, you can look up cutscenes of Killer Seven for yourself and decide whether or not this plays a part in it. Okay. Um, I, you know, it's fine if that's inspiration. And I don't know who wrote the Garcian and Harmon thing. Whether it was, um, who, who, what, what, who's Shirley? What, what name did? What's the real name for Shirley? Uh, I believe it was Radioactive uh, Rabid Radioactive Raccoons. Okay. I don't know whether they came up with this or the person who rewrote it, but I would get rid of the whole Harmon Garcian thing because that's a direct reference to something that is competing with this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. my only that's my only thought too. Yeah, that's a weird choice to do. And they referred and the thing is it'd be fine if it was a code name that the foundation came up with for them. Yeah. But it's apparently what they call each other. It's it's also funny because in that game they have all of these different characters whose last name is Smith, and there's oh, one that's Kevin. There's one that's Kevin Smith. Kevin oh my god, Smith, tall black man with short hair, who is referred to as Harmon. Okay, so but wait, do this, they, they say that they refer to each other by those names, or do, are the foundation code naming well, Harmon and Garcia? Who is referred to as? Yeah, it, it, that's just a general thing. Okay. In still though, so I mean the same criti- the same minor like criticism yeah i holds up mm-hmm. <clears throat> well it's not minor also, if you know what it's referring to right yeah it, it just feels also, like, it, it just feels like it's not like it's like get it get it it's and it's not saying oh yeah this is totally based off this or it seems referencing to this hmm, okay i mean it's an scp not like right I don't know. anywho uh we all know Mask to Smith was the best. Anyway. Yeah. Um, a Kaede Smith? Shut your mouth. I, we'll fight about this later. She has she has no panties on. That is great, but Mask to Smith is a luchador who headbutts bullets out of the air. <laughs> to, to be fair, Mask to Smith is also not wearing panties, I presume. What yeah, right. in <laughs> the world? Okay. They're talking about their, no, they're no, talking no. About their favorite soap opera. <laughs> Yes. Our favorite favorite soap opera, not wearing panties. (laughs) We now return to Killer 7, part of the ABC soap opera block. (laughs) Now I just want to see, like, a bunch of uh, female wrestlers doing a soap opera, like... (gasps) We now now return to not wearing panties. (laughs) You stole my panties! I didn't. It was my twin sister. <laughs> Stick around for the rest. <laughs> we now uh, going to a commercial break from Days of Our Lives. Make sure to stay tuned after Days of Our Lives for no more heroes. <laughs> Followed by Let It Die. Have I brought this up on the show that um, my name actually comes from Days of Our Lives? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you no, know. No, 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 you didn't bring it up on the show. I don't think so, actually. Yeah. Uh, You're named after... I'm named after Kayla Brady from Days of Our Lives. Yeah, my mom was just like... I was. Everybody thought I was supposed to be a boy. Uh, like, even like a like this Greek grandmother who used to touch 
women's stomachs would know the gender said I was going to be a boy. And I came out as a girl, they were like, well, shit, we don't have a girl name. <laughs> and my mom, in her tired state, is like, you know, I like my favorite show right now is Days of Our Lives, and my favorite character is Kayla Brady. I'm going to name her Kayla. That's a nice name. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, up, up until I was born, I was supposed to be Anastasia. Anyway. <laughs> that um, is a beautiful, beautiful name. Wait, have you... Okay, because uh, I was actually supposed to be Marcus. You said you were supposed to be Jessica. I was going to be a Jessica if I was a girl. I was going to be Leah. Leah. Leah Patrick. <laughs> Anastasia Cheney. Jessica King. Marcus Barry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, read the second. Addendum two. And now an interview with the with the visionary directors of uh, what did I decide the soap opera was called? No more panties. No more no panties. panties. <laughs> the visionary directors of No More Panties, Alan Cheney and Brendan Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what uh, influenced your decision to not have any panties in the show? It was an artistic choice. <laughs> Of the directors. <laughs> it's it's important it's important to us that this be authentic. So we had all of the actresses and actors wear panties and before filming take them off and give them to us. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um in the process of writing, we really <sighs> just <laughs> wanted to smell the character, you know? Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Addendum two. Thank you. Go, go. No more panties brought to you by meundies.com. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> what an unfortunate what an unfortunate cross promotion. <laughs> Incident report nine four six dash blank. On March eighth blank. SCP-9461 and 9462 discussion shifted focus unexpectedly to the subject of gravity. The debate included mention of several concepts in theoretical physics, including string theory, redacted, and data expunged. Both men seemed familiar with concepts barely understood by modern science, as well as a previously undemonstrated knowledge of several highly classified Foundation documents, most notably SCP-536's testing logs. No. SCP-9461 was arguing against the existence of gravity, while SCP-9462 considered and commented on his arguments. Roughly 14 minutes into the discussion, on-duty researcher Dr. Redacted entered SCP-946's containment chamber and joined the debate. On later questioning, Dr. Icarly claimed he was simply stopping a potential <laughs> disaster. He argued that without gravity, the universe as a whole would cease to exist in its current form. SCP-9461 responded by pointing out that the future form could be easily be superior. <sighs> SCP-9462 agreed with Dr. Cowboys of Mumesa, who continued to argue with SCP-9461 for nearly two hours before, frustrated, SCP-9461 gave up. Containment procedures updated in the light of this event. Object class upgrade to Keter pending approval. Mm. So that one's kind of that one's uh, that one's actually pretty interesting. It is. If it it would be great if it weren't for that Killer Seven reference sort of thing. But we would we would you and I have even picked up the no, Killer Seven reference? No, no, it wouldn't be. But it's kind of like okay, like uh, the Alan Resnick ripoff in nineteen ninety nine. If I when yeah. I first when I first heard it, I'm like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Because I had not uh, seen uh, um, Alan tutorial until you guys mentioned it, and then I, and I'm disappointed I didn't hear about it before because it's awesome. But it, it's still like I wouldn't have caught it. I would just been like, okay, this is good. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's still a problem even if you don't catch it. You know. Yeah. Like it was. It was pointed out to me that uh, I read a story on Dead Serious. And uh, Slimebees pointed out to me that he wrote a story that was, like, basically the same thing beforehand. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just like, well, even if I, you know, I, I read it under the assumption that, I, you know, not knowing that. And then afterwards it was pointed out to me, you know. Hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's something people need to take into consideration. Like, if you're going to reference something, be careful how you reference it, and know if if this reference is meaningful in some way, or will it improve the story in some way. Because if it doesn't, and or it just feels like a ripoff, or then or it just feels like it's pointless, then don't use it. Yeah. Yeah, it should it should inform what you're doing, not explain it. Exactly. And and as it is right now, this is like saying, "Hey, it's just like that thing in Killer Seven, and that is weird." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do kind of like the concept though of these people who argue a point, and if one of them argues a point, it actually kind of changes reality mm -hmm. to match up with that point. So I do I do like men, and he is certainly one of those. <laughs> So, that done, uh, so we uh, thank you, by the way, radio, uh, Rabid Radioactive Raccoons, for sending us uh, this thing that you stowed in the uh, archives and got updated by someone else. But I think, uh, I, I think it's, uh, it looks pretty good. I have one, the creepy thing, and this is a weird segue to get into this, is they, they said, they linked us to SCP-536, the one I want to share with you guys tonight, that's my, my personal pick, is SCP-537. <laughs> we are one away from... Yeah. Me needing to make sure street parking was okay, but I'm stuck in the archives of the Foundation, therefore I can't worry about where I parked right now. Uh, would you... Shall we, shall we press on to 537? Yes, please. Yeah, but I thought this one was submitted by a patron. Not this one. I thought it was submitted by Tag Boxman. <laughs> oh, okay, it was submitted by Tag Boxman. Yeah, okay. Cannot God tell. Weirdly, I can't find the name on the patrons list, but I'm, I, I trust you on this. SCP. Terrence Grunt. <laughs> Colin Corbinson. SCP-537, object class, safe. Special safe! Safe! Special containment procedures. SCP-537 is to be kept in a soundproof room. No additional containment measures are required, although SCP-537 has requested one poster of the Muppet movie, granted. <laughs> That's awesome. Weekly dusting and cleaning of its record, granted. Daily one-hour visits from Foundation personnel, denied. Weekly... One hour, weekly one hour to converse with Foundation personnel sent to clean its record following cleaning, under consideration. A vinyl record of the soundtrack from The Muppet Movie. <laughs> Denied. It can play the entire soundtrack without need of the actual record. <laughs> so just based Grant, on... Grant, Grant Denielson. <laughs> Jim Henson. Wait. Um, so just based on the special containment procedures, I'm already intrigued. Kermit Defrog. <laughs> Kermit Daniel Frog. <laughs> uh, description. Jensen Hen. <laughs> Gonzo D. Great. <laughs> uh, description. Recover from a pawn shop to which it had reportedly been brought by a young man in February of 1980 redacted. SCP-537 bears the appearance of a completely normal, albeit tattered, gramophone, with no visible de uh, deviations or abnormalities. The vinyl record, SCP-537-2, beneath its needle has only one circular groove that does not move inward, so that, uh, so that the needle never reaches the center of the turntable. The needle is abnormally difficult to lift, but can be lifted by hand with some effort. The needle will snap back down the moment it is released. SCP-537 is without a doubt intelligent and demonstrates the ability to both see and hear. It is not yet known how. It communicates by playing songs. 
SCP-537 is able to play any song that can be found on an, an existing vinyl record and can do so at will. That's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> SCP-537 plays songs all the way through and will never interrupt a song unless its needle is forced up, in which case it will resume the song from the point it left off at the next time it is able to play music. Forcing SCP-537 to interrupt a song is discouraged as doing so seems to cause it to become irritated and respond petulantly to testing for up to several days. You, you get close to, to test it out and it's just like, don't stand, don't, <laughs> don't stand. stand. Don't stand, stand so, so close to me. <laughs> SCP-537 can raise and lower its needle on its own. It can answer yes or no questions quickly by raising and lowering the needle once for yes and twice for no. It moves its needle in a similar fashion to express numbers, usually ref used to refer to other SCPs. Attempts to teach SCP-537 Morse code as a way of accelerating communications have failed, owing to SCP-537's inability to read or spell. <laughs> It does not matter what record is on SCP-537's turntable, it can play whichever songs it pleases regardless. It does, however, prefer to have SCP-537-2, as it seems unable to reset its needle alone and will eventually be able, un unable to continue playing. SCP-537-2, when playing back on a normal turntable, is blank. SCP I like that we've read this far and we haven't got an explanation for its obsession with the Muppets. Yeah. Well, actually, have you heard the songs from the Muppets? I, I suddenly got suddenly got uh, caught in my head, like, uh, moving right along. But loose and fancy free. But I think the one that I like the most from it is, I hope that something better comes along. Yeah, that's a good one. Because you got Jim Henson singing with Jim Henson. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. I know. Uh, but yeah, we, I, 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 to me, that's the really intriguing detail of the whole thing. And it just, it gets better as it goes, I think. SCP-537 appears to enjoy interacting with humans and thoroughly enjoys being interviewed. Its personality is often described as pompous and flamboyant, usually greeting people with Wilkemen from the musical Cabaret. Yet distinctly childish, it is prone to tantrums when offended, which usually consist of it playing angry music at maximum volume nonstop until brought back to containment. It seems more trusting of younger employees and treats older people with cautious disrespect. Oh, that's awesome. When asked what its favorite song when asked about its favorite song, SCP-537 invariably responds by playing the Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie. Maybe we'll find it. The Rainbow oh, Connection. Connection. The lovers, lovers, the dreamers, and the SCPs. Uh Document number 537-1. Test for Special Properties in SCP-537-2. Performed by Dr. Legends of the Hidden Temple. SCP-537-2 was played in a regular turntable. The record is apparently blank. A vinyl record consisting of one perfectly circular groove along with the needle would travel was made along where the needle which the needle would travel was made for the purpose of this experiment. When given to SCP-537 to play, though the replica the replica record was identical. SCP-537 apparently realized that it had not been given SCP-537-2 and reacted angrily, raising its needle and refusing to lower it until given its own record back. SCP-537 continues to refuse to communicate with Dr. David the Gnome. God damn it, I want my record. No, no. Never separate an intelligent record player from its record. Document number 537-2, experiment 537-043-1. SCP-043 and a second functioning turntable were introduced to SCP-537, overseen by Agent uh, Hey Arnold. Transcript follows. What's SCP-43? SCP-43 uh, appears to be a vinyl copy of the White Album by the Beatles. However, upon closer inspection, mm. the record has no grooves. This one's super short. It has no special containment uh, procedures. Uh, however, upon closer inspection, the record has no grooves. In spite of this, the record will play from start to finish, regardless of the starting position of the needle. When the 29th track is reached, instead of playing Revolution Number 9, the disc stops spinning and faint breathing can be heard. Occasionally, the entity responsible for the breathing will speak in a male voice. The entity will respond to questions and shows a profound encyclopedic knowledge of the music industry, musical theory, and obscure trivia about many bands and artists. However, the entity refuses to answer any questions regarding the Beatles or its own personal details. Inside the jacket, a small handwritten note was found reading, Limited edition, one out of one, 
Thanks, John. XXX. Um, and the question is, who is John? It's John Heisenberger. <laughs> John White Album. <laughs> John Q White Album. John Beetle. <laughs> John Beetle. <laughs> so now we can tend- John say- Revolution Mark Nine. <laughs> okay, so Scott- Scotty Pippen. <laughs> so who's gonna be? Uh, this is. Uh, a- oh yeah, we can break this down. Who wants to well, be? Ka- Kayla hasn't read yet, so. What and this mean? is the last story we're doing. Didn't right. you? No, Kayla. Brandon read hasn't. Read. Yeah. Brandon. Oh right. All right, Brandon's just been saying random shit all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be forty three. Who wants to be agent? And uh, uh, do, Alan, you can be agent. Hey, Arnold. Okay, I'll be agent Rugrats. Um, okay, and then I'll do SCP five thirty seven. Okay. SCP dash o four three plays to track nine. Heavy breathing is heard. He's here now. Five thirty seven. Say hello. SCP-537 plays Wilkoman from Cabaret. During song. Hello, what's that sound? SCP-537 makes a scratching sound but continues playing Wilkoman. This is the record player you told me about? Is there a way to shut it up? Um, 537 can't play another song until it finishes the one it's playing. How annoying. (laughs) Song ends. How annoying. (laughs) How annoying? How annoying. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Took me a second. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think you just... just, Fucking joke! (laughs) I think you just broke David right there for a second. Uh, If if people didn't didn't hear from me interrupting, Kayla said song ends. Right then, that was lovely. I'm just supposed to converse with you? So, how are you, I suppose? SCP-537 begins playing Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows by Leslie Gore. Oh, how wonderful. Song ends. How wonderful. God damn it. <laughs> Song ends. Jesus. Right, then let's talk about me, then. Is there something you want to know about me? SCP-537 raises and lowers its needle, uh, denoting an affirmative answer. And what would you like to know? SCP-537 begins playing Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Why are you playing that song? What do you think I... SCP-537 raises its volume. Um... During song, inaudibly, underneath music. Song ends, SCP-537 immediately begins playing the same song again. Shouting during uh, song, stop it, stop it. SCP-537 raises volume. Shouting during song, data expunged. (laughs) Um, SCP-043 is removed from the room per its own request. That was a neat little exchange. Yeah. Um, How unsurprisingly. Oh, God. Uh, SCP, <laughs> SCP, uh, SCP-43, unsurprisingly, was not willing to discuss its reaction to SCP-537, simply referring to it as that cheeky thing, and mentioning that it's the type that needs to learn to be more careful if it doesn't want to data expunged. <laughs> uh, document... I mean, do you want to talk about that for a sec, or shall I move on? No, it's just I really like the artful use of data expunged. Yeah, this is, this I, is I, liberal use. I like it. Of data I like expunged. it when people. I like it when people don't rely on it too much and use it artfully. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like this is this is the perfect way to <laughs> use data expunged. <laughs> uh, SCP. Oh, document number five thirty seven dash two. Experiment 53 SCP-43 was placed after reluctantly agreeing to do so under SCP-537's needle, 
When asked how it was feeling, SCP-537 played the first eight tracks of the White Album by the Beatles. It should be noted that this is unusual for SCP-537 to play a song on the record it is turning, let alone several songs in the proper order. After the eighth track, rather than stop record stopping on Revolution No. 9 playing, the record began to skip. A loud noise, described as somewhere between a record scratch and a shriek, was heard and did not stop until the needle was forced up. SCP-43 refused to speak of the incident, saying only that it never wanted to be near SCP-537 again. SCP-537 reacted similarly. When asked its opinion of SCP-43, it responded by playing George Carlin's routine, Seven Words You Can Never Say on Television. <laughs> Good one. Oh, it is a cheeky little thing. I like it. Data expunged. <laughs> I, I love that. I love how basically saying data expunged. Oh, it is. It's so good. Addendum A. Since experiment 537-43-2, SCP-537 has flatly and consistently refused to play any song by the Beatles, responding each time by raising and lowering its needle twice. When asked multiple times to do so, SCP-537 reacts angrily. Doctor... Ah. Yes, another one of us. Doctor Doug. I'm not going to go into this tirade on the podcast, but, uh, yeah, maybe some other time. Wait, what? Did but, I miss something? Fuck, fuck the Beatles! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like them. I, do I think they're the, they're not my favorite band. If it were between listening to the Beatles and Queen, I'd rather listen to Queen. The way, the way I'll explain fuck the Beatles is that I never really got into them. And then people kept telling me, oh, you'll get into them after you hear this song and this song. And they kept playing me more and more songs. And I'm like, yeah, this is okay. This is okay. And then it turned into them attacking my personal taste in music. Oh, that's... And it's people, like, oh, oh sh- it makes sense that you don't like the Beatles because you like music like this. Oh, people can be so and I was like, about that. that. That's how it turned into, yeah, fuck the Beatles. Two down, two to go. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh. in terms of in taste in music, um, it's like anything. Everybody's different, and I think people gotta realize everyone is different. No two people are the same. I I think people, if 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 you're willing to appreciate what the Beatles has have done for music, then uh, that's fine. You don't have to like their music, but they did have an influence on the music industry in general. Yeah, they and gave that, us the Grey album. <laughs> they uh they did the get gray it. album is fucking bonkers good yeah it is uh, I mean, it's weird because i don't like the beatles and i'm not even particularly fond of jay-z <laughs> but the gray album is so good guys if you haven't heard the gray album go listen to the gray album it's free <laughs> it's free it's good it's entirely a mashup of jay-z and the beatles it's amazing yeah. There's also another there's another album that isn't good called The Double Black Album, which is a mashup of Jay-Z and Metallica. No! <laughs> but it's good to listen to just because of meme, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, addendum B. Speculation as to whether or not SCP-537 is capable of playing songs from vinyls released after its construction, the date of which is unknown, has been settled as of a recent interview in which it ended up by playing Carrying is Creepy from O Inverted World by The Shins, an album released on vinyl in June of 2004. This is, interrupt- this is interpreted as SCP-537's way of expressing its apathy towards the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really like this one. It's cute. Yeah, it's a cute one. Yeah. Not, I mean, aside from that weird Killer 7 reference, there wasn't a dud amongst these, I don't think. No, they were all pretty good. That's the thing, is because the SCP Foundation is so, uh, like, it's a very insular, competitive group, so these stories get really refined. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun, because, like, you feel like... Except for that one, which apparently just keeps getting expanded upon. Yeah, fucking Christ. 93? 93? Is that the one? That's the one. Yeah, no. Guys, you can keep talking if you want. I'm going to go take a piss real quick. Okay, Okay. Feel feel free to leave this in. It's up to you guys. I'm just telling you, I'm taking a piss. All right, you go do that. We'll we'll keep this going for a bit. Um, 
So this is the I want to call out. Wait, first of all, can we can we leave the foundation now that Brandon has opened the fire escape in order to find a the what, what should have been a secret panel, but was actually a fire escape? Yeah, let's get out of here. Okay, let's go. Yeah. And we're outside. Wow. You know, breaking into this place is so easy and getting out is also really easy. But I also think that we've gotten a few cryptic warnings from people associated who claim to be associated with the Foundation, saying that uh, clearly they want us to be in. <laughs> so I think we're just playing into their hands right now. But oh well. Why not? Nah. Um, but hey, if you want us to sneak into the Foundation again, uh, you should uh, go download the podcast via com slash UCA. Follow us on Twitter at Scary Sauce. If you also like Midnight Marinara, that's where that is too. Uh, you can support us via Patreon uh, if you'd like. People who come in at the $10 level or higher can get stuff shouted out on the podcast or get an epitaph written for them for the upcoming season of Midnight Marinara, which I will, show will be read uh, at the end of episodes this season and seasons beyond as well. It depends on what you like. So if you're already at that level and are a patron, hey, start sending us shoutouts you want to share. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, Kayla, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to sh- plug? Uh, not really. Okay. I mean, oh, uh, well, we're doing uh, uh, Dark Blue Lit's coming out on uh, October 13th. Right. Uh, by the time... This episode goes up. Um, it'll be after October thirteenth. But if you go back to October thirteenth, which is uh, Friday, Friday the thirteenth, uh, you can hear uh, me, uh, David, Chelsea, and Sade read uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. We'll not read it. We're going to discuss the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and uh, then uh, decide what what makes it a classic. Why is it considered the Halloween story it's of a- America. Yes, <laughs> we are. Uh, we're going to deep dive into it and have a proper book club, which is exactly what Darkly Lit is. Uh, that is, uh, where can we find Darkly Lit? Uh, you can ch- check out our Twitter at Darkly Lit Pod, also at thewitchinghour.com dot com, uh, or uh, creativehorror dot com. You put links to both, um, and uh, also. Uh, we on Facebook we're at Darkly Lit Pod as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alan, you got anything? Uh, grunt softly. Grunt softly. Carry a big stick. Grunt softly. <laughs> God damn it! I'm Any- sick of all these goddamn bananas. A- anything you want to plug? Uh, uh, I have. No- I I have nothing to plug. Oh, Alan, did you have something to plug? Uh, yeah, again, uh, keep an eye out around the 16th and then the beginning of November for uh, my October movie review roundups. Ooh. Uh, yes. Oh, I, I forgot watching, to say. I am watching a horror movie every day of October. <laughs> nice. I look forward to this. Yeah. I forgot to mention, this was initially submitted to the SCP Archive, uh, the 537, by A. Chalk. Credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Yep. yep. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, I, I don't have anything to plug, but what, what about you? Um, Desmond Prozac. <laughs> How about it, yes. Desmond? Um, I'm doing an episode of Dead Serious every day this month, and if I reach $90 on Patreon, I'm going to be doing an episode of Dead Serious every day next month, too. Damn! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! That sounds rad. Holy shit! (laughs) I'm ending this now. I can't do it anymore! I'm Andrew from Nothing New, a remake podcast, and this is my hetero life mate, Justin. What up, Andrew, and what up, world? Nothing new is a remake podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing film buffs together to talk cinema. So we pick a remake or reboot that we all watch and discuss it at length. Then we talk about the original film. I love movies! Me too, buddy. Check us out on BenviewNetwork.com or on iTunes. Nothing Nothing new, a remake podcast. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. 
You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.